It's Sunday, March 20th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Russia's invasion of Ukraine threatens a significant portion of the world's food supply when prices were already at their highest level in years. The two countries are among the globe's top grain exporters, according to the Harvard Growth Lab's Atlas of Economic Complexity, making up a combined 26% and 20% of global wheat and barley exports in 2019, respectively. The conflict has sent wheat futures prices soaring and is putting pressure on a still-recovering global supply chain, setting the stage for an increase in already inflated consumer prices. The potential pain from a loss of agricultural exports, however, is likely to be felt disproportionately worldwide. Global food prices were rising before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The conflict sent shockwaves through a system already challenged by disruptions in production and supply chains that were caused by the pandemic and other factors. Around the world, China reported its first deaths from COVID-19 in the mainland in more than a year as the country battles a surge of Omicron infections across the country. Two patients died of COVID-19 in the northeastern province of Jilin, which has been hard hit by the Omicron wave, China's National Health Commission said Saturday. The deaths, both of which occurred the previous day, are the nation's first recorded fatality since January 26, 2021. Earlier in the week, Chinese health authorities barred Jilin's 24 million residents from leaving the province, which borders Russia and North Korea, the first time such restrictions have been imposed on an entire province since Hubei province, home to the city of Wuhan, was locked down at the start of the pandemic. Millions of residents in Chongchun, Jilin's capital, have been ordered to stay indoors, allowed out once every other day to buy food and other necessities. Back in the U.S., after three confirmation fights in which Democrats vigorously opposed former President Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominees, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin is working to convince Republicans to not return the favor. The Democratic chairman of the Judiciary Committee will gavel in the confirmation hearings of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson on Monday, with many lawmakers in both parties pulling for a return to more civil proceedings but with ill feelings lingering. Democrats are expected to remain united and are aiming to pick up at least some GOP votes as they work to get the first black woman high court nominee confirmed. If we can get back to bipartisanship in selecting these justices, that's good for the court's future, Mr. Durbin said in his Senate office. In Europe, a new Vatican constitution published on Saturday opens the way for women to run some offices at the Catholic Church's universal headquarters that have always been run by men. The change is the latest move by Pope Francis to expand the presence of women in the senior management of a church with an all-male clergy. The new constitution of the Roman Curia, the Catholic Church's central administration at the Vatican, stresses the need for the involvement of laywomen and laymen, even in the roles of government and responsibility. It also states that any member of the faithful can preside over an office of the Curia, if compatible with the office's specific function and area of authority. The Constitution doesn't specify which offices of the Curia must continue to be headed by cardinals, bishops, or priests, who are always men. And, Egypt on Saturday displayed recently discovered, well-decorated ancient tombs at a pharaonic necropolis just outside the capital of Cairo. The five tombs were unearthed earlier this month and date back to the Old Kingdom, a period spanning roughly from around 2700 BC to 2200 BC, 
as well as to the First Intermediate Period, which lasted for over a century after the Old Kingdom collapsed, according to the Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities. Mostafa Waziri, Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, said Egyptian archaeologists started excavating the site in September. The tombs, he said, were for senior officials including regional rulers and palace supervisors in ancient Egypt. The Saqqara site is part of a sprawling necropolis at Egypt's ancient capital of Memphis, which was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in the 1970s. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.